Do you think I could preach my sermon in Welsh? <laughs> I thought that would get everybody's attention. <laughs> so, what is God saying to the world? Now, that's a big question, and one we might find very difficult to answer. All right, let me make it easier for you. What is God saying to you today? You don't know? Well, perhaps that's because, like many millions of people, we each have difficulty discerning God's message for us. Or perhaps more likely, we're just not hearing him talk to us at all. You see, God can speak to us differently because we hear him out of our unique relationship with him and the unique way that he has made us. And we can hear him through any of these five senses, like our eyes, the mind, the ears, the mouth, yes, even the nose. Let's just briefly consider these. We hear him as we see what he says through the Bible. As we study scripture, God opens our mind and we can see his word as it is revealed to us. It can happen in an instant. Suddenly a familiar passage of scripture is opened up to us. We can also see visions, pictures and images that have spiritual meanings and direction. Our eyes are a window to God's word. Acts 2.17 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I come into that last section. Acts 16, during the night Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now here we have Paul responding to God's vision to him. And at once he responded, vision received, ready for action. There can be no delay. When God calls, we are to respond. And Jeremiah. And from Jeremiah we read, the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. God can communicate through our eyes, not only as we read our Bible, but also through pictures and images that have spiritual meaning and direction. Especially as we look around us to see the beauty of God's creation, perhaps in a Wood, woodland scene with its trees and hedges in a forest glade with its spring flowers shooting up 
and who cannot be moved by the power and majesty of a mountain scene. In each, God is communicating to us his majesty, power and authority and his love for his creation and for us. We are drawn closer to a loving, caring God. And as the reading confirms, God is watching to see his word is fulfilled. We should not be found to be slacking in obedience to our Heavenly Father's will. Next we come to the mind. God inspires our mind, our thoughts, our dreams and our imagination through what we see. Our minds can sometimes go into overdrive as we consider thoughts that seem to have come out of nowhere. A single word of revelation or what seems to be a passing thought. We can, it can set our minds off on a spiritual journey. And we hear him as we remember with our minds what he has done and has, as he inspires our thoughts and again our dreams and imaginations. And 1 Corinthians, however as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Our minds are finite, but God can reveal things to us, his children, to those he loves, which to the world would be beyond their understanding. And what about the ears? God's words can come to us through listening to a spoken sentence or perhaps a single word is revealed to us that we suddenly hear. We hear his voice through the words we hear with our physical ears or spiritual senses and often his words come as flashing thoughts, sentences or even words of revelation. You know, occasionally after a service, someone will say to me, you said something in your sermon that I needed to hear. It spoke to me. Now that could well be God speaking to that person. What speaks to a person perhaps wasn't even in my notes and something or more likely someone put words into my mind to speak them. Never underestimate how God can use you. Let me give you some biblical references. 1 John 16. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Isaiah 30. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. My next biblical reference is one I want you to remember and learn by heart. Now I'm sure many of you will have heard this before, but I say it for the benefit of our newer brothers and sisters in Christ 
who would love to have the confidence to be able to talk with their Heavenly Father? Well, you can. Because in this reference, the Father tells us exactly how to do it. It's by using God's telephone number. Yes, his direct line, you heard it. And his number is Jeremiah 333. That is chapter 33, verse 3. And it's a phone line that is never engaged. It reads, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Go to that number every time you need to speak to the Father. And it's God's promise to each of us as we call to God in prayer that he will hear us as we talk to him and as we worship and praise him. And yes, even when we tell him of our fears, our worries, his line is always open. And what of the mouth? We hear him through the words we speak, inspired by the Holy Spirit, in the moment we speak them, as well as receiving revelation from the counsel of others. And finally, the nose. God speaks through our instincts and intuitions. We sense that he is present in situations and in places that we can't quite put our finger on, but he's there. 1 Corinthians 2.11 says, For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. To grow in hearing God's voice It's important to talk through what you feel and what you feel God is saying with others. Other believers can act as a helpful confirmation or correction. 1 Corinthians 14.3 tells us that prophecy will be strengthening, encouraging and comforting. The question we have to ask ourselves is, Are our senses receptive to God's still, small voice? Now, I'm not so sure that they are. Let me illustrate what I mean. A man was having difficulty communicating with his wife, and he concluded that she was becoming hard of hearing. So he decided to conduct a test without her knowing about it. One evening he sat in a chair on the far side of the room. Her back was to him and she couldn't see him. Very quietly he whispered, Can you hear me? There was no response. Moving a little closer he asked again, Can you hear me now? Still no reply. Quietly he edged closer and whispered the same words, but still no answer. Finally, he moved right in behind her chair and said, Can you hear me now? To his surprise, she responded with irritation in her voice, For the fourth time, yes! (laughs) 
This is nothing to do with Anne and me. <laughs> it's funny, you know. We accuse God of not hearing us when we pray and when we don't get an immediate response or answer to our prayers. We conclude that whilst we know he's there, he's just not listening to anything we request or say. In fact, the opposite is true. As we shout to God with our pleas and petitions and we frequently ask God why he doesn't respond, why don't you do something, Lord? We shout in frustration because our prayers are not answered. And can't you just hear the Lord saying, yes, I can hear you, but are you hearing me? My friends, we have a God who can hear all of his creation praying and talking to him at the same time. The problem is that it is we who are not in tune with the way God chooses to communicate with us. We're the deaf ones, not God. Dear friends, we must learn to use all our senses if we are to hear God speaking to us. It may be through any one of our senses. So we must learn to tune each of them to be sensitive to God's word for us. We choose who we listen to. We choose who we allow to influence our lives because the person that we want to listen to is the one that tells us indirectly or directly what to do. So why should we let God's voice be the one that determines our direction? Scripture tells us that we listen to him because of love. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. No one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So what other reason is there as to why we should listen to God? We listen to him for leadership. On a day-by-day -day basis, if you're not listening to God's direction, then who are you following? Let me give you a couple of options. One is the person that is simply using you for personal gain. They will abandon you as soon as it benefits them to do so. Because Jesus is our good shepherd, it's his job to tell us the correct path to take. <coughs> me. Sheep cannot see very far. They cannot plan well. They don't know what lies around the next corner or over the hill. They don't know where to go. And we are sheep. He is the shepherd. His love will direct us, not to the place where we think we ought to be, but the place where he knows we will find the pasture we need. He leads us to love, like him. This is possibly the greatest thing about following the leadership of our good shepherd. He leads us to love. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7 
to watch out for false prophets who are like wolves in sheep's clothing. This person isn't just using you, their aim is to abuse you. They want to destroy you. So are you going to follow someone who will use you or abuse you? Or are you going to follow the one who allowed himself to be used and abused? Just for your sake. The good shepherd who has only his love for you as his motivation will never leave your side. Jesus is pointing out the reason that we should listen and follow him. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, we read, This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Stop and consider this. Who is Jesus? He is God. He has all knowledge. He has all power. He has all wisdom. He is eternal. He is unlimited. He is God. But when he appealed to us to follow him, he didn't use any of these reasons. He said we should follow him because he loves us. Whenever anyone else talks to us, there is always the question of motivation. What is it they really want from us? What will they get out of it? We listen to Jesus for fullness of life. When competing forces clamour for our attention, what is the bottom line message that they're telling us? If you want to enjoy life, then follow me. If you want to truly have a good time, then commit this sin or indulge in that temptation. Life can be found when you go down this road or travel this path. It's odd that we listen to the way that leads to death as it tells us how to live. Proverbs 14 verse 12 tells us, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. No matter what these people, products or philosophies promise, all they can deliver is death. If you want life, then you have to listen to the author of life and live. We fill up our lives, but never enjoy a fulfilled life. We listen to the promises of someone that cannot deliver and then wonder why we don't have what they never possessed in the first place. It's nonsense to say that God forgives everyone because he is love. The only ground upon which God can forgive is in the cross and the cross is the absolute height of love that Christ offers to us. And it's ours at no cost to us, but Jesus paid the ultimate price when he died on the cross for each and every one of us. If you want to heal what God has in store for you, choose life in Christ. Who else can teach you to love? Who else can give you the joy of loving someone? When you follow Jesus... You end up in love. 
when you follow someone else, you end up in danger. Who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to follow? Finally, I want to leave you with this reading from 1 John 15, verse 17. Now, it came to me as I read the daily reading on my calendar, would you believe, at home. But I believe this is a perfect example of God speaking to each of us directly here this morning through my sight and your hearing. It just read, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world, and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Amen. Thank you, Harry. We said at the beginning of this, uh, before Harry...